Welcome to the Heal and Grow Journey podcast. I'm Jennifer, your host, a mental health and wellness advocate, and a trauma survivor. This platform will be used to break the silence and create awareness around mental health in the Black community and in general for all people. My hope is that you will feel seen, heard, supported, and valued as we progress through the journey of healing and growing. Welcome back to the Heal and Grow Journey podcast. Thank you for listening. Hope all is well. My topic for today is reacting versus responding. I've been wanting to do an episode on this topic for a while now, and it's finally time to move forward with that. There's so much information related to this topic, and it's really critical on this journey. I'm going to do my best to just go through everything that I have. And I just truly hope that, um, you know, you as a listener, you find it helpful and that there's tips that you'll be able to retrieve from this episode and, and try to apply that to your everyday life, because I know it will definitely help you going forward. So reacting versus responding. You know how they have those sayings, um, for example, you know, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. That's like a famous quote that's out there. I don't know who who stated that quote, but um, I've, I've seen that quote for years circulating around. And a long time ago, I never really understood or I didn't grasp that concept. I didn't fully grasp it. Um, it was just like, okay, 10% what happens, 90%. I mean, I guess I didn't think, I didn't fully believe it, <laughs> to be honest. I was just like, okay, whatever. But um, there's so much truth in that statement. So much truth. Then another one is, it's not what happens to you, but how you react to it is what matters. So again, same type of concept. Just talking about, you know, how you react to things. That's what really matters and how you respond to things. So basically, your power lies in your response because things are going to happen. It's just life. You know, things happen every day and we don't have control over all the things that will come our way, all the things that we'll experience or things that other people do. We have absolutely zero control over any of that. So on a day-to-day basis, all you really can do is put your power in how you choose to react or respond to a situation. And so you have two options. And that's why this topic is, you know, reacting versus responding, because you have two options basically in every situation. You can choose to react to something or you can choose to respond. And like I just said, the power that you have really lies in your response. In this episode, I'm going to be leaning towards responding. That's where your power is. That's the healthier choice in situations versus reacting. So I'll break down like the difference between the two. Um, But before I dive into that, I do 
want to talk about emotional and psychological abuse, a form of that, which is called reactive abuse. Um, I just recently learned about this term. I didn't know it was a thing. I've experienced it, but I didn't know that it was actually now considered a separate form of abuse. It's like, you know, manipulation and things like that, but it's called reactive abuse. And reactive abuse is what happens when a victim lashes out towards the abuser because of the abuse they are experiencing. It occurs when abusers shift blame from themselves onto the victim The abuser may even tell you that you are overreacting or you're being dramatic or you're too sensitive, etc. So it's very closely related to gaslighting, which is a form of emotional and psychological abuse. A lot of times you'll hear those terms when people are talking about narcissists and narcissistic abuse. Narcissists tend to rely on gaslighting and also this reactive abuse because it's, it's all about shifting blame and them never taking accountability. So I wanted to mention that before I start really going into the whole reacting versus responding, only because I do want to make it clear that we are human and there are times where you may end up reacting to a situation. And in this case, I'm talking about, you know, emotional, psychological abuse. And yeah, it may not be the healthiest choice. It may not be, you know, something that you're proud of the way that you reacted, but just keep in mind in those situations, like you are a victim, you are actually being manipulated and antagonized and provoked and, you know, and all these things. So reacting is an instinct. So it's just kind of like, it's part of your human nature in a lot of situations, especially in abusive situations where you you'll react. And I mean, if somebody is manipulating you and being psychologically abusive and all those things, I mean, obviously your your reaction is not going to be pleasant. Um, you know, it's, it's not, especially over time, because this is usually something that, you know, you experience over time because they're not always abusive 100% of the time. It's like these mind games and this manipulation. So one minute they're nice and the next minute they're throwing shade, you know, and it's like this nice, nasty. And then there's like the covert abuse, you know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah, it's just a whole bunch of passive aggressive manipulation and mind games and things. So you end up sticking around for a while and enduring it because you're just trying to decipher like what is going on because on the surface it doesn't automatically look like it's abuse um, because a lot of times they're covert with it. So you end up sticking around and enduring so much of it before you know the light bulb fully goes off like okay something is not this is not right. You know, something is really wrong in this situation. And then so your reaction at that point, you know, you may just flip out, you know what I mean? Because you've been antagonized and provoked, you know, for so long. So I just wanted to, (laughs) and I'm trying not to get triggered myself. I just talking about this, but I really just wanted to put that out there so that you, if you find yourself in that situation, or if you're looking in the past, you're like, oh, okay, I definitely am not proud of how I handled X, Y, Z. You know, if it was anything related to that, just keep in mind, you know, that you are actually being abused. So have some self-compassion on the way that you reacted in that situation. 
abusers don't take accountability for anything. So they use your reaction to their abuse as a way to try to justify their bad behavior. It's messed up because this is what they want. They want you to have a negative reaction. That's a, It's like a trap. They want to do these things so that and provoke you and antagonize you so that when you do have a reaction, which is completely normal, any human being would have that kind of reaction under those circumstances. They'll take that reaction and they'll try to, you know, use it as evidence or proof that you're mentally unstable or you're this or that. And truthfully, all you probably ended up doing was just calling them out on their crap. And just calling them out on what they're doing. And then they'll try to say you're mentally unstable just for calling them out. Or now they'll they'll take whatever proof that they have and then they'll start like a smear campaign. Just try to ruin your reputation. Then they'll try to ostracize you from other groups and things. I mean, it's so much manipulation that takes place. I'm saying all this to say, again, your power lies in your response, because in those kind of situations, they are looking for you to have that negative reaction. That's that's fueling them. That's what they want. They thrive off of it. So if you cannot (laughs) react that way, that's where your power lies. And what's so important is that For you to remain in control, you have to monitor, yeah, how long you're actually even exposing yourself to this type of situation. If you've identified that someone is being manipulative, passive aggressive, um, they're just being really covert with stuff, you know, get out of that situation as soon as possible. Don't stick around. I mean, if you can help it, you know, and unfortunately, sometimes we're dealing with people that are really close to us. It could even be a family member. It could be their, your own boss. It could be, you know, situations where you can't just necessarily get out of it like immediately, but try to create an exit strategy. Try to be strategic and figure out, okay, once you identify what's going on, okay, I can't. I got to figure out a way to to remove myself from this situation like ASAP. And that's protecting yourself because the longer you endure it, the higher the probability that you're going to just have a reaction and just snap one day. And I'm not even talking about putting hands on people or anything like that or even being physically violent. But, you know, you just you can only take but so much. Okay, so. That's what I wanted to talk about regarding, you know, reactive abuse. And so now let's just shift to talking about the differences between, you know, reacting versus responding. Like I said, your power lies in the response. So what's the difference? So what you don't want to do is you don't want to allow your reactions to overshadow your responses because you may have a certain intention in your response, but if you react a certain way, which is just an instinctive and it's just like in the moment, it could overshadow the goal or your overall intentions because now nobody's going to even look at what your intentions are. They're just focusing on the way you reacted in that situation. That's one. And this is like outside of abuse. Let's just say, you know, it's not actually reactive abuse or 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 narcissistic abuse or anything like that. But just like, you know, just under regular circumstances, you want to pay attention to that because um, responding takes into consideration the desired outcome of the interaction, like the end goal. 
Um, But when you react, like that's just like your instincts and you're not really thinking long term. You're just really thinking just like in the moment, which is why a lot of times when you just react in certain situations, you end up regretting your reaction later on because you hadn't you didn't think it through. You didn't put any thought behind it. It was just a reaction. That's another And another way to look at it is like this. So reacting is considered emotional and responding is considered emotional intelligence. So we all have emotions and, you know, and that's normal, but we do have to have some type of control over our emotions. We can't just say, okay, I have this emotion and that's just that. Like, okay, you can feel your emotions. You can experience it, feel it. But you have to control it. It can't control you. And so having emotional intelligence elevates a reaction to a response. And so emotional intelligence is really just another form of being more self-aware. You want to have that self-awareness and be aware of your role in situations. So I want to just talk about a few tips to help improve your ability to respond in situations versus reacting. So like I was just saying, self-awareness. So that's the first one. Self-awareness, which is understanding our emotions and true feelings. Being self-aware enables us to recognize what role we play in all situations and including your contribution to any breakdown. So like I said, being aware of your role in all situations, but it's even more critical to be aware of your role where there has been a breakdown. Um, I think that is, you know, also just a form of holding yourself accountable. And a lot of people struggle with this. A lot of people struggle with this because they lack self-awareness. They lack emotional intelligence. They have, you know, tunnel vision. They can only see things from one perspective. And it's usually shifting the blame elsewhere. And, you know, it's not at the end of the day, it's not really like a blame game, but nine out of 10 times, you know, any interaction, any relationship, it takes two. So it's very rare that, okay, only one person is fully responsible for the breakdown. Like usually everybody has a role to play. Everybody has a role to play. And that's where the self-awareness comes in. I'll probably do an episode on self-awareness down the road because there's a lot more to cover there. It's just really important. And I just wish, you know, more people would be open to that. I don't know why there's so much resistance, but there is. So um, moving on. So self-awareness is the first. Then the second one is self-regulation, which is the ability to regulate our emotions, understand we are accountable for our actions, We can control how we respond to our circumstances. Even though you experience a certain emotion, let's just say, you know, you're experiencing anger. That's okay. You know, anger is an emotion. It's normal and it's natural, but you have to control it. You can't just say, well, I'm angry. And then you just go around acting a mess, you know, like that's not acceptable. But the way that you feel is acceptable. Like you have every right to feel that way and to have that emotion, but you, have to be able to have some type of self-control around those emotions. So another option is motivation, which is the third one, which is the ability to put the goal front and center. The goal is the prize, not the reaction. 
if your reaction is going to sabotage the goal, then you need to change your response. For an example, okay, let's just talk about like in a romantic relationship. If you're, you know, having a disagreement with your spouse or a significant other, you know, obviously you're going to express yourself and share your concerns and things like that. But, um, you know, you just got to be mindful, you know, because again, you know, pick your battles. That's another one. <laughs> sometimes it's like, okay, you don't want to like hold your tongue or suppress anything, but sometimes it's just like, not even worth it to even go there because it may just create more chaos in the long run that that's not going to benefit anybody. So I think going in is like have the end goal in mind, like have the end goal front and center, like think about what type of outcome you're looking for and that will help shape the way that you respond. And so obviously in a situation like that, the outcome that you want is to be in alignment and to have peace, you know, with one another. And it's like, it's not always, sometimes you can ad- agree to disagree without there being any type of dysfunction or, you know, all this extra chaos. You got to choose your words wisely and just work on your communication skills. So that's just an example of like, what is your motivation behind this? The number four is empathy. The ability to recognize how others feel. Successful people are those who have empathy for others. Empathy requires a response, not a reaction. And yeah, empathy is is just really good. And it's unfortunate that so many people struggle <laughs> in this area. And I don't know if it's just a cultural thing nowadays, but it just seems like it's just gotten worse. Like there's just a lack of empathy all around in society. And it's it's sad. To me, anyways, it's just really sad, you know, because people just think of themselves very self-centered, selfish. They just cannot see outside of themselves just how their actions and things can affect other people or can't put themselves in someone else's shoes. So when you're able to do that, it definitely will shape your response in situations and prevent you from just, you know, flying off the handle and just reacting to take your time because you can empathize with maybe, you know, why somebody else did what they did or why they have the perspective that they have, um, you know, et cetera. So it's just super important that we can learn how to, to be empathetic in all relationships all around. It's so important. The last one on the list is um, just social skills. Cultivation of good interpersonal skills. A response requires communication, leadership, conflict management, collaboration, etc. And this is really good. And I, I truly believe like this is probably why so many people struggle and myself included. I have not mastered this. I've made significant progress. So I'm not being judgmental or, or on a high horse or anything like that. I just know and I've just seen from my own personal experiences and just different things that I've exposed myself to um, and just books that I've read. It's a challenge. (laughs) It's just really a challenge. And, you know, everybody doesn't have the best communication skills. And it is not something that necessarily comes natural. Um, It is something that you need to be intentional about and to learn and to work on it and to try to develop it further. Yeah, just communicating, period. You know, there are just some people that 
it also ties back to how you are raised. Some people just didn't grow up in homes where people talked about anything. You know, like you, maybe it was just, okay, you're seen and not heard. <laughs> That's just it. And keep it moving, you know. So sitting down and actually talking things through is not something that comes, you know, natural to a lot of people. Then also um, conflict management. This one is huge because... You think that as you get older, it's just something that, you know, with maturity that you just know how to do. And it's it's not. Again, you have to be really intentional to learn conflict resolution skills, because, for example, like, OK, people talk about ghosting and, and things like that a lot. <laughs> and I guess I mean, I've never ghosted anybody <laughs> personally. I maybe there are scenarios where it's applicable and it's necessary to do that. But I do think at the end of the day, it's just a lack of communication skills. Like, because even if you're, again, you can agree to disagree, you know, or even if you don't want to deal with someone anymore, like you, you can communicate that, you know, in a certain way without just holding a grudge and just never speak. Like, communication is okay. And then if there is a conflict, You know, you can speak your truth. The other person can speak their truth, say what they've experienced. And you don't have to invalidate each other's experience. Everybody's experience is valid. Everybody's perspective is valid. Um, And then just figure out a way to just move past that. Because at the end of the day, everybody just wants to make sure that they are heard and that they are seen and that they're understood. You know, even if you don't fully agree, but, you know, You don't want to invalidate anybody. So those are like the type of skills that truly help you craft, you know, the way that you respond in situations. So what I've learned is that times in the past where I felt like I just reacted in a situation, definitely once that emotion passed, you know, because it's instinctive and you react in the moment because you're feeling that emotion. But those emotions don't last forever. They It comes in waves or it just, it comes and it goes. And then once it goes and it, you know, it passed, and then you go back and you look at the situation and you're trying to analyze it and you're like, you know what? <laughs> I probably didn't need to react that way. Or maybe I should have, you know, you, you'll probably figure out a better way to have handled it or a way that you can be more strategic. And so what I've began to do and I've gotten these tips from my therapist is just pause (laughs) because when you're feeling that emotion if it's really powerful you may not have the words you know you don't always know how to respond immediately and that's why it's okay to not respond at all And, and you don't have to ignore people but you can say okay let me think about it I'll get back to you or you know something to that extent just to give yourself time to process things. And yeah, and even if it's like in your relationship, you know, if you guys are having a disagreement, you know, or something comes up, you know, allow each other that time and space to process things so that you can respond in a healthy way versus just that reaction that you could potentially regret later on. And like I said, when it comes to antagonists and, you know, manipulators and abusers that's what they want they want you to just fly off the handle you know and just react so that they can just like oh yeah see this is what I was saying you know they try to pull you out of your character and it's just a whole it's a game it's just a mind game so 
You want to hold on to your power. You want to stay in control. And when you don't know what to do, just do nothing. You don't know what to say, say nothing, and then just give yourself time. And, you know, you may need to pray and seek guidance from God on the way that you respond, depending on what the circumstances are and what your situation is like. It's just super important. And I'm just, you know, really trying to drive this home because I've seen so many situations where, yeah, someone just reacted and they could have been provoked, antagonized, abused, whatever. And then now on top of that, they have to deal with their with the slander. They have to deal with being ostracized. They have to deal with all this other stuff on top of it. So it's so unfair and it really will have a negative impact on your mental health. You know, and it's just another reason why, you know, there's so much for people to heal from. So to protect your peace and your mental health, hold on to your power. Just hold on to your power and respond when the time is right (laughs) versus just reacting as an instinct. Okay, well, that is all I have for today. If you need to contact me, I can be reached via email at healinggrowjourneypodcast at gmail.com. If you have not done so already, please write a review on Apple Podcasts if you enjoy listening to Heal and Grow Journey. I would greatly appreciate the support. In addition, please follow the Heal and Grow Journey Instagram page at Heal and Grow Journey. Please like and follow the Heal and Grow Journey podcast Facebook page and the Heal and Grow Journey podcast Twitter page. Until next time, take care.